Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour Excel with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour Extra Bits, our little gift to you podcast subscribers. This week, I met Dawn O'Porter and talked to her all about her new book, So Lucky. The book is about three women called Ruby, Lauren and Beth. And um, it's about the life that you hide from the world and their journey to coming out as themselves and uh, the liberation of being honest about who you really are. I think that feels so... I've always got little goosebumps because it feels... (laughs) So prescient for where we are in this world at the moment, which is all about curating this kind of perfect life. You are kind of notoriously honest on your social media. You Mm -hmm. always make me laugh. Is that something you've had to learn how to do? Um, I think when when it all started, there's... um, you know the temptation just to be glossy like the filters can make you look fantastic and just to put your best self out there I very quickly found that very exhausting and just thought it's so much easier to just do the real stuff but I have as because I've been doing these um I've been talking about the book all week and I have to kind of think about honestly about if I am myself on Instagram and I really am but I'm still very much editing it and giving a version of myself which I kind of have gone down the silly funny route but it's still obviously life's not like that all the time so I'm still making decisions about what does and what doesn't go up I don't know if that's any worse necessarily than just doing lovely photographs of yourself like you said I'm curating it. Do you think there is a difference though between um, curating a perfect life and just having boundaries? Yes, definitely. Like I am, people keep saying to me, oh, you're so honest. We know all about your life. And I actually you don't. I don't actually say really anything about my marriage ever. Chris might make the odd cameo, but it's really not about (laughs) our home life. I never post about my kids. I might say things, but no pictures ever. So actually it's, it's, it's quite controlled. And while someone thinks they're getting a real glimpse into my life, it's five minutes of my day. So it's not actually that much, but um, I love the idea that it's, it seems really open and very kind of sharing, but actually it's, it is quite limited. It is about being careful, I guess. Very careful, yeah. yeah. I know what I don't want people to know and I don't mm-hmm. cross that line. Like very personal details of my family are just not interested in people knowing about that. This is your fourth book. It's right? my sixth book. Sixth book? Yes, oh my, my fourth gosh. fiction. I, fourth fiction. Yeah. Fourth fiction. How do you go about the writing process? So what... How do you know when you've got a good idea? It's all changed a lot. Like, um, my first fictional book was inspired by my own 
um, kind of teenage years. So I knew that was a good idea because it was a story I wanted to tell. And you feel confident when you're kind of calling upon your own your own experiences. And then um, and then with the cows, that's my last book before this. I how did I know I was going to a good idea? I don't know if I ever did. It was a really murky writing experience, and I'm still really shocked by how that book did it's very hard for me to kind of just go oh okay great and be in the moment with it because I wrote it when um just after I'd had my first baby and obviously your life just gets thrown up in the air and you kind of it lands in a thousand pieces and like then I've got a deadline by the time he's eight months old so there were a lot of meltdowns and a lot of stress and somehow all of that came together and created something that people seem to appreciate but it's very I barely remember writing it so I'm when I was doing the book tour for that for example I'm like I'm I feel like yeah I felt so out of touch with it people ask you what's it about you're like I'm I, just, know I just that don't I know. know this yeah I know I know that I wrote this thing because I remember <laughs> I remember being stressed but I can't it's just such a blur and um Anyway, so by the time So Lucky came along, I, I'd had both. It was a year late because I had another baby. I um, really enjoyed making that call. Harper Collins were absolutely amazing birds. It was like, guys, I'm really sorry. I'm going to do this all again. But the second time round, I was a lot more in control of the situation, and I knew what I was in for when I was, you know, I knew what was going to happen when the baby came. Yeah. Also, I gave myself six months maternity leave, which was a good okay. thing to do. So when by the time I sat down to read, uh, write So Lucky. You know, my oldest is in school. My youngest is in daycare. I've got an office space. I'm going to work Monday to Friday, nine to five. And it's just, it was a very different experience. I was very engaged, very, <laughs> like I remember every day of writing this. One. It's much, I have to say it was much better. It was much better. What I loved about this book and The Cows, which I absolutely devoured on holiday, you know when you kind of pick something up and you're like, oh, that'd be a nice holiday read. And then you're like, oh. and I was sort of handing it around to the girls I was on holiday with, being like, please read <laughs> Um, is how it feels like you sort of get into women's minds mm. and you're really honest about what we are thinking and feeling. Is that, do you think that's part of who you are? Do you think that's part of actually just being a good writer? We have to do oh, it's just because I'm a good writer. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. It's absolutely who I am and I think it stems yeah. back to my journalism roots where I just, in, in conversation with anyone, it goes deep very quickly I ask people a lot of questions I get to know people I have very strong female friendships and we we talk you know there's there's no limits on where we go and I think I call upon all of those conversations all the time when I'm writing um yeah I ask a lot of questions and for this book in particular I did a lot of interviews to kind of build characters especially if, I mean I didn't really need to um research Laura and the Instagram person because she's just out there there's a thousand yeah. of them a million of them but Ruby and Beth um it's the first book when I really stepped away from myself and the characters really aren't inspired by me at all and uh Ruby was based on someone who I met at a Hindu and she had this physical condition that she kind of lived with from the age of 14 to 40 which was she was really ashamed of and now she's had full um wow. this treatment that got rid of it but anyway, I interviewed her at length about what it was like living with that condition and she helped me form the character of Ruby. And then for Beth, um, her her situation, she's got a four-month-old baby, she's working full-time with her own business, she's breastfeeding and she's trying to do her best and it's really stressful and her assistant thinks she's got this amazing marriage and this amazing life and actually her husband is completely pulled back from intimacy and won't have sex with her. It drives her kind of crazy and she goes on this kind of mission of sexual satisfaction that sees her in some horrendous places. I mean, you do write a great sex scene. Yeah, I love writing sex scenes. It's thrilling. And I literally (laughs) have to get up from my desk and leave the room and sweat outside sometimes. Um, But um, 
I, I called upon my Instagram followers for her. I asked, has anybody been in this situation? It was, I was inundated, inundated really? with women who were telling me stories about how... I just think it's a typically female thing, especially yeah. after babies, that the woman pulls back from sex. Mm-hmm. So to have the the guy do it, yeah. which is so, so common, but not quite so talked about... Um, I realised that I was onto something with the response that I got from that, and I would like to say that none of my Instagram followers went on quite the journey that Beth goes on. But <laughs> it was, it was a really, I knew I had a character there when I asked that question. Um, you just said that there's something about kind of no limits, and uh-huh. I was thinking that really kind of echoes for me in terms of your career because you've been a journalist, you've been a TV presenter, you've been an author, and I feel like you look at your career as if I want to do something, I'm just going to do it. Yes. Not, uh, have I done the right steps? Have I met the right people? You know, got the right qualifications? I just want to do it. I'm going to make it happen. Is that part of your personality or have you learnt it? No, it's part of my personality. And I think it stems from being brought up on a small island of Guernsey and that feeling of uh, wanting to get away and make it happen. And... Um, yeah, I've always been really ambitious, and not. For, I think I, I think I enjoy the feeling of being out of my depth. I yeah. think that's why those documentaries, why I was so willing to go into these kind of weird places and have these bizarre conversations with people and do all these things, is because I get this weird kind of cheeky thrill yeah. out of feeling uncomfortable. And I, and I guess the thrill is overcoming the uncomfortableness. But I, I like putting myself in those positions. I love that you said I'm really ambitious. I think so many women feel that and don't mm. say it. What are you still ambitious for? I'm still painfully ambitious, but it's changed. I feel like in my 20s and into my 30s, it was it was a relentless, probably quite annoying mission um, to, to succeed. Now my ambition is about, um, I think, you know, having kids, it does kind of slam you back down to earth a bit. Things matter in different ways. My success matters now in terms of I want to maintain what I've got. So yep. the ambition now is about, yeah, it's maintenance. It's like keeping this going because I love what I'm doing. I'm not necessarily trying to reach or strive for anything else. Like I used to be this kind of ideas generator when it came yeah. to TV shows and always like, what next, what next, what next? And now I don't want any less than what I'm doing now. So that's going to take a certain amount of ambition. But I'm definitely a lot calmer. Um Let's talk a little bit about women in media. There's mm. lots of discussion at the moment going on about equal pay and the treatment of women in media. For you, how have you found it as an industry? I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of an odd case because my subjects, my subject matters were always, you know, I was always kind of talking for the every woman. So my, I was never under any pressure to be anything other than what I am in terms of feeling marginalised for being a woman or my my appearance or anything like that. In terms of pay, I've got no idea what I got paid compared to men. I've got no idea. There was a point in my life where I was just not getting any TV work and they kept saying, we don't want to do these author documentaries anymore. And I remember I kept seeing them with male presenters <laughs> just thinking, all right, okay. But there were also loads of women doing it as well. I can't, you know, as a strident feminist, mm-hmm. I can't invent something I personally didn't yeah. see. Um but then I never worked within an institution. It was all very kind of freelance. And then I moved to LA, so I really wasn't involved. Um, in terms of writing, God, I found that's... I wonder if writing is a slightly different one. I've written for women's mags and HarperCollins, but very, in, you know, for women's fiction and doing all that stuff. So actually, I've had quite a good experience in the industry, which is nice to hear, I guess. Yeah. Because you can have a good experience. You need some positivity. Yeah. Absolutely. But I certainly know people who don't feel that way. 
Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. A big thank you to our guest, Dorno Porter, for talking all things writing, social media and self-confidence. We loved having her on Badass Women's Hour. One, two, three, four! This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.